instead of us taking books on consignment, we're actually renting out space in the store to the author so they could have their book front facing. They could have some inventory on the shelf for people to buy, which all which all the books are autographed by the author. And this way they are able to retain that that hundred percent of their sale. Welcome to the Author Biz, the show that's all about the business of being an author. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and this is episode number 42. Wherever you are, however you listen, thanks for spending some of your time with me today. Late last month, a story broke that flew around the internet, especially in the author community, generating a bunch of blog posts and some pretty serious buzz on Facebook and Twitter. And it was, for me, it was, and probably for you as well, it was one of those, oh my God, why didn't I think of that moments? Do you remember the story of the two people who opened a bookstore in Fort Myers, Florida? No, they didn't just open any bookstore. That wouldn't have generated any buzz at all. These two people, Patty Brassard Jefferson and Timothy Jacobs, opened a bookstore that only sells independently published books by local authors. Sort of an artisan bookstore. Kind of an awesome story, isn't it? Both Patty and Tim join us in this episode, which was my first three-way interview. And other than some Skype feedbacky type issues, things went pretty well, I think. And I think you're going to enjoy this show. We're going to talk about why they felt like there was a need for this bookstore and what the response has been, not only in the local community, but in the local author community as well. And, of course, we're going to dig into the numbers a little bit, too. Tim's going to explain the store's business model and explain to us how authors anywhere or author groups could duplicate what they're doing. In fact, they'll even give us some very specific advice on how to go about it if, if you or some other people you know might be interested. Patty compares what they're doing to the craft malls that started popping up in the 1990s, and both of them just hope this idea spreads across the country uh, so that independent authors have a place where they can display their books in stores and have book signing events and and do all the cool things that uh, many independent authors have been wanting to do for a long time. So without further ado, let's get on with this week's show. Patty Broussard Jefferson and Timothy Jacobs, welcome to the Author Biz. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You guys have just opened a bookstore. I, I think you opened on April 1st, which is sort of a, a weird day to pick for opening something. But uh, the press release said you opened on April 1st, and this is sort of a unique bookstore. So whoever wants to start off, uh, tell us a little bit about the bookstore and what makes it unique. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Um yeah, we did open on uh, April Fool's Day, um, so that took a little bit of, of courage to do that. <laughs> um, basically, Tim and I are both indie authors. We were both lamenting the fact that there's very little opportunity for indie and self-published authors to get into you know, bookstores and just some of the challenges. And um, uh, Tim had apparently been thinking about a bookstore for a number of years. Uh, it had never occurred to me um, until, I guess, late last year. We, uh, I called him and I said, hey, I've got this kooky idea. Let me run something by you. And we started brainstorming on all of the things that we as authors would wish that such a 
uh, a bookstore would have. Um, things like being able to see the covers of all of the books, um, being able to, uh, you know, maintain your inventory and have a place where you could, um, you know, have events and, and meet other authors. And, uh, one thing just led to another. We found this space, uh, kind of the planets all aligned and, uh, voila, we have the bookstore. Now, listeners to this show, um, a certain percentage of them are traditionally published. A certain percentage are self-published. It's actually it's a, it's about half and half. So for people that are traditionally published who who have never maybe experienced the process of trying to get a self-published book into a bookstore, ha- have either of you tried it before? And if so, what's what's the process and what were the results? Depending which bookstore you're going to, they they all have their own process. But for the most part, is it's a lot of work to try and go to the store to meet the right person to have them take your book there's a lot of paperwork involved especially if you're talking the larger chain stores mm-hmm. and what happens is you know some people they work nine to five and they just don't have the time after or the weekends it's kids got soccer they got band practice and and it's a whole nother job just to try to get in the store and not only that that bookstore is going to take probably 40 to 50 percent of your sale what's unique about our bookstore is that author is getting 100 percent of their book sale back we'll get into the business model for the store here in a little bit which i i find interesting um but but first let's talk a little bit more about just the idea for the store so i i get the whole concept of it it's a place for indie authors to have events and to sell their books um it's it's a physical store where people can walk in and see the books now a, as a part of the opening for this you made a decision to I won't say limit it, but the initial stock was all local authors. Did you consider expanding beyond local authors at the beginning? Um, in the beginning, no. And the bookstore still is all just local authors. Um, our our criteria at the beginning, and and still with this particular location, is that it, they could traditionally publish, they could, but they had to be local. Local was the was the focus okay? Um, our location is in a in a uh, a bit of a tourist kind of uh, location. The the building itself, the Butterfly Estates, um, and so we just figured that we would do that. We personally knew enough local authors that we could start with uh, the twenty the thirty six spots that we had initially. We now have. 53 spots, but they're still all local. Okay. And for people who, who may not know this, you're, I'm in Naples. You guys are in Fort Myers, Florida. The bookstore is in a fabulous little shopping, I don't know, kind of a really cool old Florida style shopping area in just outside of downtown Fort Myers. Um, so when you say the local region, that's what we're talking about for people out there. So, uh, probably a lot of Florida type things. There's obviously a lot of Florida fiction. Um, but are you're really, you're up to 53 authors now. Yeah. And we do have a, and we do have a waiting list. Okay. Um, I saw that online today. Yeah. We have a waiting list of locals. Um, and we also have a very extensive now waiting list of people outside of, uh, the area outside of Florida, mm-hmm. um, even authors uh, from overseas. 
um, just putting their their two cents in and just letting us know that if we decide to expand into another location and and forego the local aspect of it, um, that they would be interested. Okay, so our audience today is primarily authors. The the audience for this show is authors, some of whom might be thinking, this is a really cool idea. I wouldn't mind doing this myself. So let's talk a little bit about the the way you guys started this. Um, you, you don't have your own physical location. You're, you're, I'm assuming, renting space from someone? That's correct. We, we rent a room from the Butterfly Estates, and they allowed us to convert that into what is now the Gulf Coast Bookstore. Okay. And this is not something that's staff-heavy, is it? No staff at all. The Butterfly Estates takes care of all the sales through their point-of-sale system, and then the authors take care of their inventory. But at any given time, Patty or I might be there, but we're not required to be. Okay. And uh, what, what are the hours for the store? Um, they're open uh, Tuesday through Sunday from 10 until 5. Okay. All right. So we've, we've got a, a room in an existing store, and you've got it stocked with books. I saw an article about this online. I'll link to that article that had some pictures. You've got pictures on your website. I'll link to that. And the idea that you both had of not placing the book spines out so that readers can actually come in and see the covers is, is just brilliant, because as a reader, it's so frustrating to go through bookstores and only see a title and a spine, and it, it's really challenging to, to for the books that aren't sitting out at the at the main table when you walk into a Barnes and Noble. It, it's hard to make heads or tails of them. So that was a great idea. How did you reach out to local authors initially to stock the store? Patty and I are both very involved in the writing community here in Fort Myers, particularly with the uh, Gulf Coast Writers Association, and. I'm the immediate past president of that group. Patty also belongs to a group called um, Florida Authors and Publishers Association. So she knew some writers from that from that group. And I think what surprised me and I think it also kind of surprised Patty was once we got a little bit of um, local coverage about it, how many writers came to the store that neither I knew or did Patty know. But they were like, I've been living in Fort Myers for 30 years and I wrote a book and we've never heard of the person where we thought we probably knew all the writers in the Mm. area. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's funny, and then you know, authors, all authors know other authors, and so it just started to to snowball. And the, so, in the very beginning, uh, we joked that we knew we could get at least two authors because <laughs> we we would put our books in there. Um, whether or not anybody else would think it was a great idea, I think we were just like a little bit nervous to start. But once you know, once a couple of people knew, then it just it just snowballed. And like I said, we just increased to 53 and we probably got a local author waiting list of maybe about another 10 or 15 already. And you have a variety of genres. The two of you, you couldn't be any more different in what you write. Let's let's just take a minute. Patty, why don't you talk about uh, what you write and then we'll go to Tim and talk about what he writes. And I, I find it interesting that the two of you decided to open a bookstore together. Um, I write uh, children's uh, picture books. I write and illustrate um, children's picture books, which is why the PBJ initials are are so much fun for what I do. 
Your website has PBJ in it, and, and we'll have a link to that website. And, Tim, you, you couldn't be any further away from children's picture books. Uh, yes, I write, um, I write historical uh, books, uh, everything from broad subjects such as the Civil War all the way down to just very, very local Fort Myers uh, history. And the, the genres that you currently have in the store, when I was on the website today, it looks like you have literally a little bit of everything. We, I think we do. We really do. And the best-selling books in the in the past uh, few weeks, and we've only been open for a month, but um, have gone run that whole gamut too. That uh, we have uh, some zombie apocalypse authors that are doing very well, and some kids' book authors that are doing very well, and some you know in the history books that are doing fairly well. It's poetry. We've got a little bit of everything, I think. <laughs> Now, what's been the reaction of local people when they come into the store? Are they shocked that there's something like this that's even available? I don't know that they're they're shocked, but from what I've heard from some of the staff of the Butterfly Estates is that their expression is just, you know, oh my God, I love this, and this is just so beautiful, and, and then you have other people that are just like, you know, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I thought the same thing when I saw the article. Oh my God, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Well, we're hoping that that we've gotten a lot of, uh, you know, attention and uh, it always comes down to a question of, you know, is this something that's duplicatable? And um, I think that on on very small scales and on really large scales, it is completely duplicatable. I'd love to see them pop up all over the place. Yeah, as as would I. Now, now's a great time to transition into the business model that Tim was talking about earlier, the model where... The author keeps 100% of the revenue. So, Tim, why don't you walk us through, or whoever wants to walk us through that revenue model? Um, what it is, like I said before, when you go to a traditional bookstore or even something like Amazon, I mean, they are taking a percentage of whatever, you know, whatever the, the retail price is of your book, where instead of us taking books on consignment, we're actually renting out space in the store to the author. So they could have their book front facing. They could have some inventory on the shelf for people to buy, which all, which all the books are autographed by the author. And this way they are able to retain that, that hundred percent of their sale. The only deductions are a very, very minor uh, credit card transaction. If the customers that purchase it pay with a credit card. Okay, and what do you charge them to store their books there or to have, have the books available for sale there? Uh, what we charge is for a three-month time period so that we didn't have people who were, you know, bopping back and forth mm -hmm. this month, month whatever. Um, so we do it for a three-month time period, and we charge $60. Um, so it's basically $20 a month um, and a one-time $15 setup fee. Um, that gets them in the point of sale system at the uh, at the Butterfly Estates, and it gets them on our website. And we, one of the other things that we that is involved in that is that not only do they get to put their books there um, and have them cover out, but they also can leave their business cards or bookmarkers or whatever marketing materials, so people can buy the books. Um, either while they're at the store or they can, you know, decide later on that they wanted to get one and they, you know, can pull that card. We have links to all of the author's um, websites. Yeah, they, they also get to that also includes when you join in for your three month period, 
you also get one book signing on a Saturday or Sunday in a place that on the weekends, for the most part, does have heavy foot traffic. Plus, you have the Butterfly Estates, the Gulf Coast Bookstore, and you got approximately 50 other authors that are all, at least social media-wise, Twitter, Facebook, etc., promoting you. We see every time we post something on our Facebook page for the bookstore, we see a lot of shares going on. Now, I'm running the numbers in my head. This is obviously something that you guys are doing as a labor of love. <laughs> we don't have a We're lot of overhead. But, but yeah, we're not going to retire, retire on this for sure. So you started this out. It, it's, it's been going on, going on for a few weeks now, maybe a month. I guess we've got a month now from when we're, we're talking on May 4th. What's been the response of the authors? They love it. Um, yeah, that's we find them um, hanging out, which is nice. Yes, um, we find them um, making new friendships, which is awesome. Um, there were a couple that came by uh, on Saturday. It was international. It was um, National Independent Bookstore Day, and. Uh, and so a bunch of the authors came out to kind of hang out and show their support for the bookstore in general. And then I walked through and we were having lunch. Some of them were having lunch. And I know that they didn't know each other before the, um, before the thing. So we, we're kind of creating a, a bit of a community, uh, you know, spot for some of these authors to be. It almost sounds like sort of like a mini authors conference almost where, where people can come in and, and do these things and uh, readers can come in and meet authors. It's just just an outstanding idea. And uh, again, I'm really jealous that I didn't come up with it. But you guys are to be commended for doing this. It's just really awesome. I mean, you see, like, when an author has a signing, you see other authors coming down, not necessarily to purchase their book, but they just come just to sit for a while and mingle about just to show that support. Yes. And as far as it being, like, a conference, I mean, one thing that um, Patty and I definitely point out to people is, you know, you can go to a book fair somewhere, set up your table, and it's going to cost you $75 for that five or six hours that you're there, where here it's, you know, technically 75 if you have to pay the setup fee, mm -hmm. and you're getting 90 days of promotion and exposure in a, in a trafficked, uh, you know, in a heavy foot traffic area of town. And the ability to have an actual signing in a bookstore, which is <laughs> something that, that we all want to be able to do. Yep, and we only allow two people to have a signing at a time, and it cannot be like genres. Like, there won't be two children's authors at the same time. I believe Mother's Day is Jerry Mag, who's a historic uh, local writer, and then you have Patty, who's children's books. So they're not in competition for that same reader. It, it sounds like the way you structured everything— was done with an eye towards minimizing upfront costs and keeping it as affordable as humanly possible for the authors. Is that, am I reading this correctly? Yes, I would say so. Is there anything now, you've been through five weeks of this, we'll call it five weeks. Is there anything that you would have done differently now looking back on it? I think if we knew ahead of time that we were going to have more of a turnout, mm -hmm. I think the addition that we made, which was a centerpiece 
that we were able to put shelves on and add more authors. I think that's something we might have uh, thought about earlier and had built it earlier and, you know, probably would have had that from the start is one thing that I that I think about. But otherwise, I think everything pretty much fell into place uh, pretty smoothly. And, and at the same time, a lot of it was for Patty as well as me was, you know, we're just we're learning as we go in some cases. <laughs> well, it, it helps that we're both that we're, we're trying to solve a problem that we both have. And so we kind of, you know, being in the author position, all of the things that we could think of that that we would want if it wasn't our bookstore, what would we want out of it? And so I think that by the time we we had a location and had talked with them to see what their setup was, how that was going to work with ours, I think that we were able to get all of the things that we that we really wanted as authors. So I think that that's made it um, a, a lot better for the authors because we had a lot of it already worked out ahead of time. Now, are you guys the first in the country to do this? That's apparently what they're saying on social media. Um, I, you know, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> right. I know that there are, um, that there are other stores that focus, that'll focus on indie authors. I know, know that there are stores, there's a, Another store in Florida that I just read about the other day that has that they say that theirs is all locals, but they're um, but they're from all over all over Florida. Okay, they're, they're Florida authors, and I think as far as you know, the spaces and and doing all of that, um, I certainly am not aware of another another store that's done that. We didn't base it on somebody else's. And everything that I've, the stories that I've seen written about the store, everyone refers to it as the first. I just, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Now, which of you is responsible for whatever the brilliant marketing plan was that got this to spread like wildfire across the internet? <laughs> that would be Patty. <laughs> Actually, there was, there, with, with, when this really started picking up and gaining speed, one comment that was made off of one of the articles to Patty, I think it was in the email they wrote Patty, and they were referring to the bigger chain stores and stuff, and they called her a disruptor. And Patty's like, I love that <laughs> I, name. Yeah, that's fabulous. Yes. Yeah, we're disruptors. Um, you know, what it, it, and it's such a simple concept, really. There are certainly other industries that have done these sorts of things um i remember shoot i remember back in the early 90s maybe like there were craft malls that popped up all over the place and that was basically you know the artisans the crafters would rent you know floor space and do that sort of thing and why nobody thought about doing it with books um and authors uh, so i keep thinking certainly somebody must have thought about it before us but if they didn't you know <laughs> I guess it was time. It was just time. Well, and your your idea that that combines so many different things, where it, it's it's not just a bookstore; it's a it's a local bookstore, and it's all indies, and the author keeps a hundred percent. So once they pay the the money for, we'll call it seventy five dollars for three months, um, everything that they get beyond break even is theirs, and that's that's a pretty sweet concept. Right, and I think what's going to happen is that. You know, there will be some authors that maybe, uh, you know, aren't as successful 
mm-hmm. um, that they would like to be. And I think that they, you know, they will not renew their spot and somebody from the waiting list will get in. And I think that it's just going to make the books that are available in the store, you know, just even better. Because I think this the natural selection of things that the the ones that are very popular will end up doing very well. Yes, and some of the things that you have are are not the kind of things that are going to lend themselves to uh, large quantities of sales. You know, there are certainly things that would sell more than others for any number of reasons. What what are the in general? What what's your impression of? the covers of all these independently produced books. Patty, you're an artist. So uh, when you look at this wall or this section of books, what, what sense do you get? Well, I know that part of, uh, you know, part of the beef that people have with indie books is that a lot of them have a real um, indie look to them for lack of any uh, better terms that, um, maybe some of them didn't get cover, uh, you know, cover design house. Right. And, and that definitely will show. Um, I think for the most part, the books that are in our bookstore are beautifully done. Um, <coughs> that they did get, they did get help with, uh, you know, editing and they did get help with their covers. And, and the only difference between, uh, between them and a traditionally published book is their their method of publishing. There, everybody is as good and and definitely, uh, you know, not an inferior product or whatever to anything that you would find in the big box stores. And you don't have to sell this audience on that. We we, we understand the the whole process. Yeah, I don't think that the, I don't think that readers particularly care. Uh, the method that a book is published. They, they just want an interesting story, something that appeals to them. And so people want to buy, they, they want to buy from, from indie and, and self-published authors. They just don't necessarily know where to find them, how to, you know, how to seek them out. So a bookstore that only carries that is a good place to start. I made a vow to only read uh, indie books this year. And so far, uh, I continue to just pick them out of the bookstore. I was going to say, one thing we had thought about was the the shelves that we have up so all the books could be displayed uh, front and face. We originally thought of painting those, you know, very vibrant, bright colors. And then we realized the book covers themselves are going to draw the attention and that painting the shelves would probably even take away from the book covers. So we just left it all the, the neutral wood color that they are. And the pictures that I've seen, uh, the covers look great. I mean, they're they're colorful. They look like they're well designed. I was just wondering, from an artist standpoint, when you're standing in there looking at them, uh, what what they look like. Yeah, it's eye candy for sure. You know, the whole idea of the artisan bookstore, which is essentially what you're talking about here. If if I wanted to buy local books, usually I can go to Barnes and Noble, and there might be a half dozen what they would call local books that are just Florida authors, um, as, as though Florida were the size of a small city. <laughs> and uh, I, I, there's no way that I could, that I know of to go to Amazon and just look up books in the Naples, Fort Myers, Marco Island area. I, I can't, I, I wouldn't know how to figure out how to do that. The only way I'd know how to do that is to go to your store. And it's a little bit like buying a craft beer or going to, like you said, an artisan shop where you can buy something from the artist uh, 
herself. It's it's a fabulous idea. And I, I can see why how readers would really enjoy that. Yeah, it's the first time that that I saw a reader come back for another book. That's when I knew that we had we had done something right. She had she purchased a book um, and had had lunch at the cafe that's near there. Mm-hmm. And probably about a week later, I happened to be there and I saw her and I commented on her lunch. You know that she came out for lunch again. She said she actually came back to buy a second book because she enjoyed the first one so much. And that was an author she had never heard of and she would never have found any other way. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, she's she's definitely a fan. She will wait for the third book to come out. All right, here's a question for both of you. Um, and, and hopefully different answers. But let's say there's someone listening in Kansas City who wants to do this. What, what advice would you give them if, if they're thinking about starting down this path? I, I think for, for Patty and I, I think one of the, uh, the most important things, at least for us, is that we were able to find a location that basically, I would say 99% is self-sufficient. The authors take care of it, and as well as some of the staff at the Butterfly Estate. So that, to me, would definitely be one thing you want to have uh, in place if you're going to try to do something like this. Yeah, we 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 get asked a lot, and and I I said it, you know I'd love to see like this pop up bookstore kind of concept. If you live in in uh, Kansas City, and there's a coffee shop or an art gallery or or some other existing business that you can you know take a wall of, and they you know they can take down whatever's on that wall and put put up the bookshelves like we did and have, you know, have the uh, coffee uh, place run the sales through the register and, and, you know, and have 20 authors there. I think that that sort of thing is going to start popping up. People are going to be able to pull that off with little stress at all. We've already had people that are in charge of, or maybe they're like a VP or president of a, of a, of a writing organization, they've already emailed us and asked us just exactly that. How can I do this in my little town? Mm -hmm. And so it's already people have been inquiring to us exactly how to do it. The idea of the coffee shop, I've I've been in dozens of coffee shops where you go in and there's art hanging on the wall from local artists. So you're right. It's a similar kind of thing. And it makes perfect sense, except that you can buy something. If you walk in, you can buy something for 12 or $13 as opposed to several hundred dollars for a picture. Right. And, yep. and the thing is, the thing is that those that those kinds of places lend themselves to that environment of sitting there reading while you're having a cup of coffee. And as a business owner, and I, I used to own a uh, paint it yourself pottery studio as a business owner, if somebody if I knew that I you know was going to get it's a number of dollars automatically for the month, there's, that's a no brainer for them. Why wouldn't they do that? Right. It makes perfect sense. And uh, there's so the risk is so minimal for everyone involved. I mean, even the author is maybe taking the greatest risk by by spending seventy five dollars, which in the grand scheme of things is a pretty small risk when you're, you know, in in many cases, spending several hundred dollars to have your book edited and maybe a few hundred dollars for cover design and 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 the cost of printing books, et cetera, et cetera. $75 is a very modest risk to have that kind of additional exposure. Right. right. We, 
we've had a couple people ask us how come we weren't charging more. <laughs> I, I'm kind of thinking the same thing, but um, it's it's clear that you're you're doing this. For, for a variety of reasons, none of which immediately involve uh, becoming wealthy and moving to the beach. <laughs> we already live near the beach. That's right. We all live near the beach. We just wish we lived on the beach. <laughs> yeah. So uh, among the other things you did, you have a Facebook page, you have a website. Uh, did you form a, a, a structured business organization for this? Is there a corporation or an LLC or a partnership or anything? Uh, an LLC partnership is what we have, and okay. that's just uh, it's just Patty and I. Okay. And uh, you get all your financial records, presumably from the store, or at least the sales records come from the store. Um, but it's a pretty simple, pretty clean business. Yeah, we haven't found uh, found any part of it to be overly complicated at all yet. But uh, we're just we're just now getting. We'll get the reports for last month. Um, our first month tomorrow and, uh, and pay out all the authors there. They get paid every month on, on any of their book sales. So even if you only sold one book, it's not like waiting until you have a $25 minimum or $50 minimum. If you sold a book, you're going to get a, a check or, or get a PayPal deposit. Right. Or waiting for, uh, six months to a year, like you might with a traditional publisher. Right. Well, uh, we know how happy we are when we get checks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, so we started, to, uh, you know, we, that was our question when, how often should we pay? And, uh, we just said every, every month. Well, I, I can't thank you both enough for coming on the show today because this is this is fascinating to me, and I think it's going to be interesting to our listeners as well. Um, what's the best way for for listeners to follow along with what you're doing? Because this is sort of an exciting adventure. Um, uh, well, we're on uh, we're on Facebook, obviously, and you can follow us there. Um, if you're, if you want to get updates, uh, if we do have that wait list form on our, um, website, which is golfcoastbookstore.com. Correct. Um, and if you go to the top of the home page, it'll say info for authors. And mm -hmm. if you click on that, you can, you can read more about, uh, you know, how we've got everything set up and, uh, you can actually get on the wait list, even if you're not local, because we have started, a. A, a list of authors who are are not local. Well, this has been terrific. Again, I can't thank you enough for this, and congratulations on coming up with such a novel idea. Thank you. Thank you. Big thanks to both Patty and Tim for taking the time to explain all of this to us, but most importantly, for showing us that it was possible. Niche bookstores have been around for a long time. Wonderful stores like Murder by the Beach on the east coast of Florida or Aunt Agatha's Bookstore in Ann Arbor, Michigan. But why not take it a step forward? Tim and Patty have chosen to go with an all-indie bookstore with books that are written only by local authors. You could do the same thing with authors from around the world. Or just local authors, but both indie and traditionally published authors. I happen to think that would be a great idea. The value in business disruptors, and I, I love that term that was used for Patty, is not just the new things they do, it's the way they open our eyes to the possibilities we might not have considered before. What about you? Have you always wanted to own a bookstore? Their way is pretty simple, and it really limits the risk. Show notes with links to everything mentioned are at the AuthorBiz website. 
You've been to the website, haven't you? You have, right? If you haven't, please check it out and sign up for the email list. If you like the show, think about giving it a review on iTunes. These reviews are super important for discoverability. If you do leave a review, please drop your Twitter handle in the review so that I can thank you. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end. We'll talk again next week. But in the meantime, remember, you and you alone are responsible for your author business. Let's both spend the rest of this week making it the best it can possibly be. 